This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Seven past 12. Hartman Harrigan, Newstalk 830 WCCO. We're at the Nerve Center. We're always at the Nerve Center. Well, we're not always at the Nerve Center. Might be coming up. One of us might not. Might have a new Nerve Center. I don't know. 625 2nd Avenue South. You'd like to send cash, whatever you'd like. We'd accept it. If you send a letter, if you don't put a return address on it, we don't open. We don't open. Now, I will say this. In the studio today, one, two, three, four, five, six headphones are on the table. This giant table we have connecting everything. I told you this, bedroom at home, I have this longer chair. Like a chase lounger? That's probably what it is. Ooh. You know? And it was kind of initially bought by, might have been bought for that particular reason. Okay? Um, Right now, it's just become where I'm apparently putting all my clothes each day. I get that. Honestly, I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I looked at the pile today and I went, what am I doing here with this pile? It's just, it's utterly ridiculous. What are we doing with these headphones over here? I mean, can I just, can I, can I, the clothes I now am putting on the, the chair, couch, whatever I want to call this thing in the bedroom. Can I just bring my clothes in here and throw them on this table like all the headphones? I think so. I think you could. I mean, I'd be interested to find out how many pairs of these headphones actually function. What's your guess? There's six. I'm going to say two. Well, I was thinking three to four. Three to four. Yeah. Well, you're an optimist. Well, I am an optimist, and many of them I haven't seen before. So I think maybe they're, you know, people from the weekend shows or just folks that uh, have a new set of headphones and they decided to be lazy and leave them in here. Or we've left them in here for Shaletta so she doesn't take your headphones. <laughs> That's very possible, too. You know one way to to do radio, and it's a good way to do radio, is offer up just a Strong opinion right from the get-go to grab the audience. Hot take. Let's go. Hot take radio. It's smart. Jarasha did that starting this show yesterday on a topic that broke late in our show. And we debated if we could get to it, but we thought we'd give it short shrift. I suppose a little bit more time. The report came out. And this isn't the first time this conversation has come up on the show. In fact, I don't know how many times we've talked about it. 
when people have continued to say, I will never go to Minneapolis because it's so crime infested. When guess what? The numbers last year, and we pointed them out, I don't know, 10 times during the shows of 2023. The crime numbers in many areas were dropping. And guess what? The police numbers continued to drop. So Jason decided, I'm going to grab you and say, we don't need as many police officers for certain crimes. We're all wrong. This is counterintuitive. I still say au contraire. You are not going to convince me that Minneapolis is as safe as it should be with 565 officers when in the teens a well-respected police officer by people within police and living in Minneapolis, not everyone, but a well-respected police officer, Madeira Aradona was saying we need to 13 to 1,400. Borderline closed circuit of common there with 13 to 1,400. You're not going to convince me. Now, data is data. But there's depth to data because as the numbers have dropped and as the excellent story from Liz Sawyer and Andy Mannix points out, Crimes fell 2023 compared to 2022. Murders declined 8%. Robberies dropped 20%. Shootings down 25%. And carjacking reports nearly cut in half. So does that mean that the folks who've been sane for a long time, including my guy Brower I've known for, God, I bet I met Brower one of the first couple months I was here and he was on with Jason and, David's an excellent communicator, and David's a proud liberal, and he's made this point many, many times on Twitter. And so have a lot of people who lean more to the left saying, we got to stop saying police, 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 solve everything. Well, if it's, if it's phrased in that manner, and I'm not su- suggesting David has phrased it that way, then sure, it's way more than just police officers. This is a complicated topic. What's what's happening with these individuals at their homes? What's happening with them in schools? What's happening to them in jobs? Um, what percentage of these individuals are the recidivists, where it's just over and over again? So it isn't automatic that more police officers means we're going to stop all crime. But, and, and I listened to the first segment that Jason talked about. He didn't, didn't get a chance to listen to the second segment. He had a couple excellent calls. And you can call here on this topic right now, 651-461-9226, or you can text him at 651-461-9226. Overtime and the livability of cities. The story points out, the millions and millions we're, we're spending if, or that Minneapolis is spending for overtime for officers. I don't believe this story mentioned how Minneapolis has relied on Hennepin County and other outlets to help them out. How sustainable is that? How often can you continue to ask for help elsewhere? Also, 
Why should we believe 565 isn't going to turn to 525 or 475? If, if you keep forcing 565 officers to do what 900 were doing before, and a lot of folks have left for various reasons, and I know they're trying to add more, why shouldn't we believe that's the, that isn't going to turn into 500, 450? Because we're clearly heading one way. As, as, as many ideas as Jacob Fry may offer up on incentives in Brian O'Hare and as many times as the city council will push back at them. We should have more incentives to keep police officers. Does that mean every idea the city council offered up on let's get to this in many, many ways that everyone was wrong? No. Because it is complicated, it is difficult, and there are many ways to do this. But livability, there's no way the city of Minneapolis and other big cities who are facing this, by the way, it's not Minneapolis alone. When you try to get officers to deal with more of the nonviolent crime issues, there's no way we have enough police officers. Knowing still a number of police officers who work in Minneapolis or a number of former police officers who are still plugged in, when they tell me how many officers are working high-density areas, if people knew about it, they'd be frightened, I think. I don't – frightened in this sense. Not frightened so they wouldn't go because, again, if you're not coming downtown Minneapolis during the day, you're, you're just creating a boogeyman, which is not there. You just are. Because if God forbid something happens in the next couple of days in downtown Minneapolis during the day, for all you saying, see, I told you that host is wrong. 2017, 1977, 1997, we occasionally have the isolated daytime incidents. They happen. But you cannot tell me we have enough officers to deal with those issues. As one caller pointed out, it was very good, like speeding or car thefts or robbery. They're not to the violent crime level, but they matter. I am not data is data. I don't want to downplay data. I think it's many other reasons and I'm not sure it's completely sustainable that the numbers are going to continue to drop. We had in this town, 20, 21, 22, because of COVID and because of George Floyd, a number of individuals who are inclined to be criminals who felt emboldened to do whatever the hell they wanted to do. I think some of that has slowed down across the country. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the years of separation. Because, again, a lot of these crime numbers dropping off in Minneapolis are similar to crime numbers dropping off in in cities, other large cities. And so I'm supposed to believe that we can maintain these numbers if our officers' numbers stay this low or go even lower, even though the data is out there? I'm just not a believer at this point. I'm not. I want to hear what Dave has to say. I want to hear what you have to say about number of officers, crime, data, which is irrefutable, but how sustainable is it? 
How long can we keep the number of officers? Uh, where do we not suffer? Maybe you're in the camp. Hey, it could be 450. It could be 400. Because we're, we're relying on one instinct about number of officers necessary, and it might be a false thought. What do you want to say? Through a text or a phone call? Love to hear from you. 651-461-9226. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is this because we have the Chicago native who hates Minneapolis on the show? Yes. Okay. I feel like he should be welcomed with, you know, the music he really loves. Yeah. Songs about his town. So, chicago theme music is Russia. Most likely talking about Derush at some point, mm-hmm. 135. He now has a newsletter coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm assuming this is a takeoff of, we used to make fun of, of Adam's suggestion he would have a newsletter uh, out. I think it was on the NFL. And now Jason's <laughs> going to have a newsletter. A Windy City Bluster? Is yeah, that I'm sure it? it'll be all Chicago <laughs> stuff, you know. Be interesting to see. So Jason's with us, 135. Chip Scoggins, just a remarkable story about Chloe Johnson, who on her own is a star eighth-grade basketball player. And so is Chip just writing about a great eighth-grade basketball player? Could. And he could do this in a long form because nobody, I don't think there's anyone in the country who's better at long-form stories than Chip Scoggins. But it's, so much more about the health challenges Chloe has faced her entire life, including OCD, how powerful it was, how she deals with it now, how she's been helped out, and just the family's openness to include Chip in this story. And it's just a brilliant story. Bravo to Chipper. We'll talk to him. And then just to Chloe and her family for their openness. So Chip's in about 10. Our guy, Colonel Hunt, who 
reminded you in a phone call that part of what he's done the last 40 years is train SWAT teams. We have this Uvalde report, and guess what? It's lived up to all the expectations, just crushing the response and raising questions. What were you thinking? So Colonel Hunt's at 105. Jim Pete on the Wolves and Williams Arena. I I don't know. I think I'm on record for at least 10 years. I don't know how long. Blow it up. Move on. Great memories. I had great moments going as a, as a kid, as a media member. Build the modern day Williams Arena. Except there's one problem. They don't have the money to pay for it. They just don't. So I'm assuming Jim Pete today is going to step forward, a man who's worth $150 million. That's about where I estimate Jim's wealth at. Oh, I think that's light. Okay, 175 that he will be paying for. I'd like to see that. I would like to see Jim Pete, U of M basketball player. Mm-hmm. He must be getting paid, what would you say, about ten, fifteen thousand 15000 a game for Bally Sports? Minimum. Minimum. He should just pay. They can call Williams-Peterson Arena. That's what they should. No, he would say Peterson. Peterson Williams. Williams yeah, Arena. yeah. Jim Peterson Arena at Williams, <laughs> and that would be in much lower case letters. Yes. Okay, what do you want to say on this story? We're getting texts. I'd love even more. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Across this country, we had a large crime at a violent level increase. Twenty twenty one twenty two. COVID, George Floyd, a number of other reasons. Now, numbers in many cities, not just Minneapolis, major cities, have dropped. So then the debate can break out. Have we all overestimated the number of officers we need to slow down crime? Because here's data. I'm still, I'm not denying the data. I'm not saying fake, fake news. That's not me. I'm, st- I'm saying sustainably, no, we still need significantly more police officers in Minneapolis. That's still my belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can give credit to Chief O'Hara. You can give credit to Cedric Alexander uh, when he was here, Operation Endeavor, I believe that's what we called it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, I think it's pretty clear there must have been some impact along with just the ebb and flow of crime, as you said, with crime numbers around the country, not just Minneapolis. They were up, now they seem to be dipping, which is a very good thing, but also gives Give credit where credit is due to all those folks and all the officers putting in that overtime. But I'm with you. I don't want officers that are constantly putting in overtime. We're going to lose them. We're going to lose them. and Or they're not as effective. We won't have as good of officers as yeah. Minneapolis deserves. That's just, yes. you know, God love them for putting in the hours and doing what needs to be done. And thank you for doing it uh, to keep this city as safe as they can. But if we can get officers that are properly rested that have time for, you know, other parts of life versus just constantly being on the clock, constantly patrolling. Uh, sign me up for that. Let's get some more officers. Cause yeah, as you said, 500, you know, five to 600 as we have right now, there's no guarantee it's even going to stay there. Well, it's not there. There's no data, right? If we want to believe in the data of 22 to 23, and then we want to try to look at other factors. I just I just don't see any signs if we're from 900 to 800 to 700 to 600 to 565 where 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 it's going 
all, all of a sudden it's going to surge dramatically. I, we're never going to get to the 1300 where Rondo. Uh, no, and we might not need been. to be. And, and we probably don't. He's probably asking for more than he needed, so he'd hopefully get was, what he wanted. He was negotiating, right? Now, to the folks who think it, it, it's just more police officers, more police officers, more police officers, and that's it, well, they're too singularly focused on one aspect. Because through mental health, through um, maybe probation or finding ways to get to younger individuals before they start becoming recidivists, there's many ways to do it. We've had a lot of conversation about Mary Moriarty. Mary Moriarty, when she ran, she ran more on, especially with younger individuals, I'm going to find a way to look at probation. I'm going to look at other ways as opposed to 10 years, boom, you go here. There have been five or six of those matters where I've thought Mary has, I guess she's lived up to the expectations, but I think she failed those particular cases. I really do. I think I think they've been too soft in some areas. I think we've had O'Hare on, we've had Fletcher on, we've had other people, police, where they wonder why they bring somebody in, and boom, they're right out. Some of that's on the judges. Some is also on the judges will say, here's the law. I can't. You have to change the law for me to react. Then we have Joe on, Friedberg on. We'll say, eh, some of these judges have a lot more leeway than when they're willing to acknowledge. So there's a lot of, there's many factors to this. And it's easy to say, boom, here's my hot take to grab you. And I'm capable of doing that multiple times a show. Fully am. But this one, I think, has layers to it. That's all I'm saying. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Chad, how much a decrease in criminal activity in Minneapolis due to social service personnel working with police forces to respond to cases with mental health issues? It's got to be part of it. I mean, we just had on someone. Um, which city was it in, Dave? Where we we had the individual touting how well the mental health officers um, have helped them out. And that's going on in medium-sized cities, probably not small cities, but also larger cities. So, sure, it absolutely has uh, has played a part. I worked security in downtown before, during, and after COVID. I was present during both the riots. I've, I have not, this is a texter, seen a positive stride to bring the city back to where it once was. I don't, to blame, I don't blame officers, but I do blame the Hamilton County judges for such relaxed sentences on criminals. How can one individual caught three times stealing cars in one week be let out three times in the same week? Yeah, that's it's to me it's indefensible, but it's the judges and the laws on the books. Okay, and so it's both. A more text: Crime is down in uh, twenty three from twenty two because crime was sky high in twenty two. One needs to look at five ten year trends, which shows how crime is up overall, and a larger police force can be a part of the solution. I think that is a better way to look at it over a longer period of time. Chip Scoggins normally with us Mondays, but this story on Chloe Johnson uh, interested so many of us. It's online right now. I'm guessing it's going to be in the Sunday paper. Don't wait. Go, go read it right now or do this while you're reading it. Maybe wait or continue reading it because we're going to talk a lot about it with uh, Chipper 
in moments on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Since we uh, last chatted with our great friend Chip Scoggins, he was named for 2023 the Sports Writer of the Year in the state of Minnesota. All of us who know Chip know what a great human being he is and knows that this is richly deserved. So congratulations to you. Uh, I sent you that text. I mean every word of it. And I appreciate that. this is just another example why you are as good as you are. This story about Chloe Johnson, an eighth grader who is a remarkable basketball player, but she's so much more than that, including dealing with a number of at times debilitating health issues, namely OCD. Tell me first how you found out about Chloe. And then, to Chloe's credit, her willingness to share this story. Yeah, and thanks for having me on, uh, Jen, for those nice words. I appreciate it. Um, so, I a friend actually had sent me a uh, a, uh, a story from a recruiting website, uh, Grant McGinnis, who, who covers uh, uh, girls basketball in the state, much like Ryan James does for the boys. And Grant, uh, Grant had done a piece on her from a, a tournament and mentioned. Some of the challenges, Grant has known the family for years and mentioned some of the challenges that she has faced with OCD and generalized anxiety disorder and, and a thing, a condition called selective mutism, which I had never heard of. So I reached out to the family and uh, and talked to the mom, and she uh, was giving me a lot of the background, um, including a, kind of a tie that we can talk to talk about with Jake Sullivan. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I come up and have lunch with you. And whenever I do one of these big stories, whether it's you know this one or Austin or Red Lake or Jake Sullivan or whatever, I, I always start it with a meal. And so I w- drove up and had lunch with uh, Chloe's parents, Heather and Greg, and Chloe too. And, and we just got to know each other, not an interview, just talk to see if they – to hear more about it and see if they would be interested in the story because uh, I was fascinated, but I always tell – the subject when I'm doing one of these long form profiles that take months and months to do that. I'd never want to do it. If, if, if you're not into it, I don't want to pressure you. If you, if you tell me, no, that's completely understandable. And I'm fine with that. And we had a great meal. Uh, but I, you know, as I told them there, I think you have a fascinating story. And if you want it told, I'll pour my heart and soul into it. Uh, but only if you're comfortable doing it because Chloe's a 14 year old kid and I'm asking yes. her and her family to share you know, some private personal battles that they had with the public and only if they're willing to do it and gave them the weekend to think about it. And they were all on board. And so I, I appreciated their trust and allowed me to kind of come into their lives. 
Some of us see individuals who deal with OCD to certain levels on a regular basis. Quinton has OCD that, that we deal with every single day, my son. Others know of it. Just expand on how powerful obsessive-compulsive disorder was at one point with Chloe and how it is now. And then also, because you mentioned general generalized anxiety disorder, but then selective mutism. I'm with you. That is the first time I've heard about it. So in particular, the OCD, where it was before, how it is now, and then just expand a little bit on selective mutism that, that Chloe faces. Yeah, I'll start with the selective mutism because that became that came first. Um, I, I had never heard of it. It's it's something I had to Google. She had an inability to talk in most settings. She would talk around her parents, but other than that, and some family members. But other than that, uh, it's not that she wasn't she wouldn't talk. It's she couldn't talk. And there was something that was preventing her from doing it. And at first, they thought she was just shy. But then, as uh, it continued, she got older. Therapists started to mention, you know, maybe this is uh, selective mutism and something you need to address. Uh, they had to reintroduce her every time she went over to her grandparents' house and her aunt's house, which they saw multiple times a week. They lived right down the, the road. She didn't make a lot of eye contact. There's not a lot of facial expressions, very little interaction with anybody other than her parents. She would hide behind them when they would go places. And so uh, a door kind of opened. Uh, when she was seven years old, when out of the blue at a family gathering, someone asked if they wanted to bless the meal, and she shot her hand up and, and said a prayer. And, and the, her parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts all looked at each other and were sobbing because it was the first time that she'd ever done that in her life. Uh, can I just stop you on that? If, yeah. if, if you read your story, and if that part of the story doesn't grab you emotionally— I, you're just a different person than I am because, yeah, man, yeah. I, just, I, I, I had to pause and just I'd envision that moment and the absolute combination of joy and relief and hope this family must have felt and well, what Chloe must have felt when she was able to express that. And it was, it was to the point where they had, had sought out and enrolled her in a program in New York City at a, a place called the Child Mind Institute for a three-week program. They were going to fly there, but then all of a sudden she started speaking in more social settings. She ordered at a fast food restaurant for herself, which was a gigantic breakthrough for her. So they, so they canceled that and, and kind of cleared that hurdle. But the OCD became very debilitating. And it's uh, – for people that know some of her, not much about it, uh, a lot of hers was ritualistic. Yep. Uh, she had a certain number of ways she has to comb her hair a certain number of times. Uh, she had patterns for how she would put on her shoes over and over um, at school, uh, she had different things where stand up had to walk a certain way. Uh, if she made a mistake on an assignment, she would uh, throw her pencils away. Even though she knew she knew she wasn't supposed to do that, she couldn't help herself from doing that. And her parents were constantly replenishing her pencil supply at school because they just they wanted to make her happy and try to yeah, get through this. Sure. If 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 uh, you know somebody brushed up against her. At school, she would insist that she'd have to go home and change clothes. So she had all these different rituals that you know, she'd get ideas, thoughts stuck in her head that were unrealistic, but they were realistic to her, and they would uh, paralyze her. She'd be focused on it so much that it'd be hard for her to get you know, off that topic. So it became debilitating um, to a point where they 
you know, she saw her, you know, family physician and uh, a doctor up there told the family, you know, she has OCD and this is just kind of how it is. And that wasn't a great answer. Uh, they felt hopeless at that point. She was 10 years old at the time when it was really, really bad. And they were just trying to struggle and figure out a way forward to kind of how to learn to manage this and see if they could help her get better. Well, and then at some point, is it Diami? Is that how I say his first name? Yami. Yeah, Yami. Yami. Yami Starks comes into her life. Tell folks about Yami and what he has meant to Chloe. Yeah, Yami, his, his dad, Will Starks, was a, is a kind of a, he was a big-time uh, figure in the Duluth basketball scene, a coach and a guy who trained people up there, so he was well-known. And Yami played for Duluth East, was a star, but played uh, Division One basketball at two places out east, played overseas. Will Starks died in 2015 of a heart complication, I believe, so Yami came home. Um, to help support his mom and, and younger sister, who was a teenager then. And he kind of took up his dad's business, and he started, you know, training kids and coaching and doing those things. And so uh, uh, the Johnsons, they have an older son, uh, Brooks, who's a junior, who's a Division One recruit and, and really nice kid. They took him to, you know, I mean, just to get some specialized training like we all do. And yeah. he, was in, he was in sixth grade, and Chloe's in third, and they brought her to, and they – first met him because basketball's uh finding basketball space up there to to train in Duluth is hard to find so Yami met him at a at a racquetball court at the downtown Y uh, yeah. and something about their his relationship with Chloe just clicked it was magic he pulled out something in her she found something in him uh that just it was magical and they started working together every day every day twice a day she did not like to skip days. Even if they went on a family vacation, she felt uh, anxiety because she needed to be with Yami and, and working on basketball, and it became this. That's some of the OCD still a part of this, right? It is. And, but this is the, the fascinating thing I found, that her parents called uh, her OCD a, a, a secret storm. It's, it's hard to see. You don't really know. You know. It's not like the outward appearance. If you're around her, you wouldn't. It's not visible, right? But her, her mind is, is constantly at work, and there's challenges. But for whatever reason, Chad, when she gets on a basketball court, it goes away. Hmm. She told me, she said, the basketball court is the only place where she feels free, where she feels safe, and her brain just turns off and she can just be herself. And so she had this relationship with Yami, and she's, you know, obviously a very athletic, strong young uh, girl, and she has blossomed into one of the best She's a prodigy. She's one of the best, uh, if not the best, eighth-grade girl basketball player in the country, and she's playing on one of the top AAU teams in the country for 17-year-olds Yeah, right. as a 14-year-old. And she's the same one that, that Caitlin Clark uh, yep. played for. I, w- I want to get to the basketball part in a second, but I, I don't want to let that part slip by that we see this with individuals who face some challenge, which – at times can overwhelm them, OCD, autism, whatever it might be. There's a long list. But then there might be one skill set. There might be multiple where you just see the talent and the comfort and the skill and the, the happiness where for the people around those younger individuals or maybe they're older individuals where they started to lose some of that hope chip, and then yep. somebody finds their place, and maybe they're phenomenal at it because 
obviously Chloe is just a brilliant basketball player, or maybe they're just okay at it. But mm-hmm. it allows them to have relief and freedom, and it and it doesn't overwhelm them with this other part of their life. And 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 the it, joy in that is I mean, there really aren't words to completely capture it. And it, yeah, and Yami said that it's like when she's on a basketball court, that is the one place she can turn her brain off, and she doesn't think. She just plays. He said he compared it as like it's like an artist painting who just yeah, saw that. It, it's just like a savant. He called her a savant because she just has a way of seeing the game, playing the game. When you watch her, you know people have asked me about her. Paige Beckers was flashy, right? Paige, yeah, uh, right. Chloe's kind of yeah. yeah, and Chloe's just really good at everything. But you can tell she's just free out there like her mind's not working she's just that's that's her place and she found this in basketball and she found it with a coach and she found it with the support network with her family her you know extended family um the, the kids on the team but it's interesting she has uh you know she she is a this is one thing that I just found fascinating she is a teenage girl that does not like be or i don't want to say girl because boys are on their phones all the time too yeah she does not like being on the phone she averages 18 minutes of screen time a day. She doesn't I, really I, listen to music. I she average does. 18 minutes every five minutes. Okay, That's it. Yeah. I mean, you 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 have 35 minutes before you can get out of bed in the morning, right? Yeah, she, thinks, sure. she thinks being on the phone is a waste of time and a waste of valuable uh, energy in her day where she could be focused on basketball or improving her, you know, herself. So it's, she's a fascinating, fascinating young woman. Last thing here with our friend Chip Scoggins, this amazing story on Chloe Johnson, StarTribune.com. If she keeps progressing at the level she's progressing on basketball-wise, how good good can she be? Uh, She'll be one of the best in the state's history, for sure. Uh, I mean, she's already – she as an eighth grader, and she's not going against the greatest competition, Duluth will say that, but they come down here a lot to play better teams so she can get better competition. Uh, She, as an eighth grader, as a 14-year-old kid, ranks among the state leaders in every single category. Yeah. Off- scoring, rebounding, assists, blocks, steals, she does it all. And so I, I was sitting there watching, I watch her just dominate games, and I'm thinking, she's in eighth grade. What's this going to look like when she's a junior or senior? Right. You know? And when she's playing with even better players. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I'll, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and where she goes. But she, you know, she has eight scholarship offers already. She would have more, but I think some schools are just like, okay, we have enough time to recruit her. But mm-hmm. you know, Minnesota, Maryland, I think there's four or five, uh, you know, Big Ten schools, and so um, she's she's a remarkable player. But that's just a small part of it because she's a remarkable sure. kid. I, I hope people get to read the story and really uh, learn about her and her family because the family is a big part of it. Her mom and dad are spectacular, and Brooks is a great brother too. Yeah, the family comes off great. You've done it again. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Thanks for bringing yep. this story. Have a great day. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on. He uh, he's the best. And uh, credit to Chloe and the family. Really take some time today and read the story by Chloe Johnson and the family. StarTribune.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.